1: My name is Vanessa Joy, I'm a wedding and portrait photographer in the New York and New Jersey area, soon to be Austin, and I am a canon explorer of light.
0: Okay, so let's, that is, there's a lot there already that I want to ask you about. But let's start with, with kind of the basic question is, how long have you been photographing?
1: Oh, I think 20 years or so. About that. It's a while. I started when I was in high school, started on film. I mm-hmm. actually have my film camera behind me because I went to go use it yesterday and it failed on me. Very angry about that. But yeah, 20 years, 20 years in high school, darkroom, and you couldn't drag me away from it since.
0: Really? Yeah. That's my, my wife has the very similar story to that. Um, New York, New Jersey area, always? Always. Born Born and and raised in Monmouth County, New
1: Jersey. Yeah.
0: And you're moving to Austin?
1: I'm moving to Austin, Texas.
0: Just like Joe Rogan. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Well, he moved from the West Coast.
1: Just like half the country, actually. It is exploding there. It's insane.
0: What draws you to Austin? I'm curious.
1: Weather is a big one. Mm -hmm. So you would think... Being born in the Northeast, I, I can get used to this cold and I just don't. I absolutely hate it. Eight months out of the year, I am a miserable human being. My husband doesn't want to be around me. I'm cranky around my kids. Like I just don't like to be cold. I would rather be boiling, sweating, mm. having trouble breathing than mm. feeling my fingers go numb while I'm mm. trying to operate a camera. I see. So, so I hate the weather. So that gave us, you know little bit South-ish. And we were looking at like Tennessee, South Carolina, North Carolina. We've been looking for years and we just haven't done it because in our heads, my husband, by the way, is a wedding videographer and his business is here and he yeah. is you know born and raised in Jersey. So in our heads, we're like, there's no way I could just pick up, leave all this business. Oh my right. gosh, how would we survive? It would be horrible. And then COVID hit and you know what? We survived, we survived when 80% oh. of our business went out the window without any warning. And if we could do that without any warning, then we could certainly do it if we had a year to prepare. So that's what we did. We decided like, this is it, we know we can do it, let's do it uh, and let's definitely go somewhere warm uh, in a place that does not have state income tax because that's always helpful.
0: <laughs> well, tell, how did you survive? Through through the last year, year and a half, through all the rigmarole and everything that everybody had to go through to lose such a huge chunk of both of your businesses, Mm -hmm. how did you survive?
1: The corporate work. So when the consumer side of things went downhill and I did, I think three weddings maybe in 2020 Mm -hmm. and my husband, maybe, maybe three, maybe around that, you know, the same amount, but Weirdly enough, we were still booking weddings. So we had those deposits coming in. We didn't have the final payments of everyone. So that's what was pushed out. And then it was corporate work. So while consumers were stuck at home, corporate's like, oh my gosh, we need video. Mm. And my husband and I are, are an in-house production team right. when most production teams weren't going into the office. Right. So. We were able to do corporate work that a lot of people couldn't uh, or wouldn't. I know a lot of people would not, and we did. So we did that, whether it was something along the lines of photography, like, you know, Canon asking me to make, oh, yeah, making the video for the M50 Mark II, right. we made that during lockdown, uh, which is actually very nice to shoot on streets during lockdown because right. there's nobody <laughs> no there. <one's> there. <laughs> it's one there. It's debatably safer than my home, right. as far as the germs went. But right. um, so yeah, we did that. Or, you know, my husband shoots for a company called Woosh that they make like the spray that goes on your shoes, so they don't get dirty or mm-hmm. so they get cleaned off. So we mm-hmm. did stuff like that. Yeah. So that's how we survived.
0: Tell me this then now on the other, all the other side of all of that, or at least certainly on the other side of the big, the big parts of that we're hoping, what does the rest of this year look like for you guys?
1: I don't really don't want to talk about it, to be honest. It's so scary. Really? <laughs> it's, it's so much work. It's not even funny. Cause are you really going to be moving soon? Oh yeah. October. Like we are, we're building a house, oh. and it will be done at some point between like September-ish in that time frame. And we can't move in September because that's the mecca of weddings here in the tri-state area. Mm-hmm. So we have to wait till at least most of them are done so that we're not flying back and forth and spending all the money doing that. So it's a balance. Uh, it's oh an interesting one we're We're just, letting go and letting God when it comes to the timing. Uh, but this year is insane because every wedding professional has double the amount right, of work.
0: Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm hearing They're that world more We're all going more. crazy. Right. Right. Yeah.
1: Well, and you're going to stop hearing it soon because we're all going to get too tired to speak. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, okay. So I wanted to talk to you today. Let's, let's focus in on what, what I really wanted to get at. I really want to get at um, workflow. Okay. And. Hmm. And, and kind of tech, like how, how you integrate tech that helps people in their workflow. So workflow is mm-hmm. workflow's an issue, I think, that every, every photographer has. Um, I constantly get questions on how to speed things up or how to, how to be more efficient. Um, wh- where do you even start with workflow, especially if you, considering you guys have this kind of in-house production team, Uh, Mm -hmm. You have to have an extensive workflow. Is that fair to say?
1: Well, uh, I have an extensive team because the first step to workflow is find ways to not do it yourself. Is that right? That is absolutely right.
0: Is that the trick?
1: (laughs) That is the trick. You cannot do everything yourself and that's probably sounds like the beginning of an AA meeting or something like I can't do it myself.
0: <laughs> you have to admit admit but that first.
1: Yeah, you do. And the next thing you admit which is really hard for us photographers, you're not good at doing everything yourself either. Oh. There are people that are better than you at editing. There are people that are potentially better than you at selling, at getting back to your clients, at editing your videos, at designing your websites, running your social media, all of it.
0: So, outsource, outsource, outsource?
1: Yeah, well, outsource and insource. You know, I like to outsource some things. For example, my editing. You know, 13 years ago, whenever it was, I started my own business. That was the very first thing I outsourced. And a lot, you know, it's hard to do. It's hard to find styles. I've gone through different companies. I'm using Freedom Edits right now. So like you have to like let that one go. But at the same time, it doesn't mean you can't still edit. You just get to edit the stuff you like instead of the stuff you have to. Like I just finished editing, for example. Am I allowed to share my screen?
0: I think so. Okay, Uh, it's it's
1: also a mess, so I apologize for that. But I just finished editing. Uh, Let's just share this. I don't know if actually this is going to come up if I'm sharing that window. Let me reshare so you can see it. So I just finished editing this photo. (laughs) (laughs) But it's it's for fun. (laughs) Well, I mean, technically, I got paid to make the video for this, but like, I could, I could have outsourced this and had one of my friends who's probably way better. I know who's way better at this Christy Shirk, which is where I got the idea from. Oh, yeah. I could have had her do it, Yeah. but you know, I was kind of like, no, let me just do this. This is fun. This is, these are my kids. And this is exactly how I feel today. I'm wearing the same shirt. This was like 20 minutes ago. <laughs>
0: so because it's because you're outsourcing the things that need to be done, right. No matter what. <laughs> you are then right. able, you're freeing yourself up, you're freeing time up for yourself to be able to mm-hmm. pick and choose more. Is that kind of the philosophy behind what it is that you're talking about?
1: Yeah, so you can do the things that you want to do without sacrificing your customer service, your client base, which ultimately is your profit.
0: Right, what does that look like then? Because um, here you mentioned it, this is the other piece because it seems to me like people what is it, the control piece they don't want to give up? They're afraid to, to, you know, I have to do that myself or I can't let Mm -hmm. somebody else do that. I mean, is it, is it, it's a challenge either way, right? Cause you, you go through different people until you find someone that what edits or calls in, in your style, so to speak. Is that.
1: Right. I mean, when I was first trying to outsource there weren't really these companies that there are now right. where you've got like shoot, edit, Freedom Edits, which I use, Evolve Edits, which is another one. There, there's a ton of them. Photo lots Fafa, I could probably, right. it, lots of right. options. And you right. can go through different ones and they've all created a way that you get onboarded and they adopt your style and they're not going to get it exactly right. They absolutely will miss when they're calling. I have them call my photos too. When they're Uh calling, they absolutely will miss a group photo here or there, or maybe even your favorite image of the entire day. Like it's gonna happen and you will notice it sometimes and your clients will notice it almost never.
0: Never, right? Yeah. Yeah. Then from a sales standpoint, That sounds to me, maybe even scarier um, to kind of put that into somebody else's hands. Now we've done that ourselves a few different times, but if you're a, you know, we had, we had 10 employees at one point. So I know what that's like to have lots of employees, but when you talk to the person that's just a one, a one person show right and they they kind of feel like i have to do everything or it's on me i like your philosophy that no you don't and there are and that it's (laughs) there's lots of reasons for it and one of them is that you're not the best at all these different things where does some Mm -hmm. where does somebody even begin if they think you know what i don't want to do sales i'm not very good at sales but i want to sell my work where what do they what do they do
1: I think the first part, at least today with how people typically contact you, the first things that you put into place aren't necessarily another human to do your sales, Mm -hmm. but it could be something as simple as creating a drip email campaign on your website. So when people contact you, you can start selling to them right away because they're signing up for a tip on how to look best in all of your selfies and you start sending them emails. So really you're not sitting there doing the selling. I mean, you wrote the script, but- the emails are doing it, you know, or you have something like 17 hats, which continually sells for me anyway, once a client books with me, I send them emails before their wedding, like one a month. And it's usually just tips and tricks, something about a wedding, something that they would find useful, but some of them are specific. Like I have one, I think it's maybe four months before their wedding. And I titled it, how will you hang? And I have a link to a blog post in there. And I start Making them think about what are you going to do with these photos after you right. Mm-hmm. right, yeah, so it can be as simple as that just having that process in place and you're technically outsourcing it to a computer or to a service. i right. again, I use seventeen hats. there's other ones out there, but it's but, automated um,
0: too, right? Like once it's you automated get, once right. you get it in place, then it happens, right, mm-hmm. and you kind of can take it yeah. off of your plate and out of your mind.
1: Yes. And certain things like I haven't let go of the sale process afterwards. I like to sit there, do their album with them. Hold on. No, wait, it's coming. No, oh, <laughs> it went away. I had a sneeze. It'll <laughs> sneak up on me later. <laughs> anyway, so, um, so I sit down with them and I do the album design and go through it and help them create their final product. So it's, uh, Yeah. It's, it's good that way.
0: Do you do that because, okay. So do you choose to do that yourself because that's what you like to do or you enjoy that piece? Or do you think it's, it best serves your business to do that? Like what's the reason for picking and choosing various things to actually do yourself?
1: It's usually something that's client facing. So Mm -hmm. something that like that, it's also something that I, I am good at so I am good yeah. at the sales process afterwards. But I th- also think I'm good at it because of the relationship with them that right. a random salesperson would not have.
0: Right, right. You ha- you have that rapport, and that kind of strengthens the whole experience for them too.
1: At that point, right?
0: Okay, so tell me this then, because there you <laughs> you have a lot going on. Um, I'd like to talk because <laughs> I also know you through your um, the budget the budget gear youtube channel that you've done. Yes. And I would like you to say a few things on a, in, in in a broader scope about gear in general because a lot of people feel like they got to drop <laughs> thousands and thousands of dollars on this that and the other, right? And I get that. I'm a gearhead myself. I like I do it just cuz I I like gear, right? But I'm right. well aware that that you can you can accomplish an awful lot without spending thousands and thousands of dollars. Tell me about that a little bit and your experience with that and then and then and then about your channel for those for those reasons.
1: Well, gear is something I think photographers just love. You you ultimately end up loving it and wanting more of it, but it's it's wildly expensive. Let's just face it. The top of the end gear is wildly expensive, but it is that way for a reason. There are perks in there. It does this better. It's more convenient. Uh, it has Wi Fi in the cameras so I can deliver right. photos right to my clients the night of the wedding, things like that. But that doesn't mean that you have to have all those things. It's nice to have all those things. And of course you want them. But yesterday, for example, I was shooting an episode of the budget, um, the budget photography gear shootout and I was shooting with, hold on. still right here. <laughs> uh, this is the original 5d.
0: The original, um, yeah.
1: The original, not even the 5d too. It's the, it's right. the 5d. All right. So we we were shooting with this, uh, and I got probably one of my favorite photos I've taken all year from this thing, uh, and it was it's about the the uh, the use factor. You know, you can look at wildly talented people that never get their hands on this kind of gear, but they're still creating something amazing. So it's, right. it's just right. you have to know how to use it for sure. See if I can pull it up for you here. Yeah. Hold on. Backing up, backing up. Oh, it's funny. The click that the camera makes is so much fun. <laughs> so much fun.
0: As you're looking for that, Sorry. oh, here it is.
1: Here it is. I'm just wondering how much you'll is be able to come, see it. Is but... it
0: come through? Oh, there's yeah, a glare on so it. Much. That's blown out. There you go. Yeah, I see it a little better there. Kind of. Do yeah. you do but you anyway, feel like is- using, do you feel like part of it for you using budget gear or older gear in this, in this case, um, helps you become a better photographer too? Just like. Oh, absolutely. A, uh,
1: Cause you have to start thinking about things again. <laughs> right. Kinda. Yeah, you have to, yeah. Yeah. I mean, going from that to the. Uh, well, going from the R5, which I primarily shoot with right now and going back to that, it's like, oh, I have to start thinking more about focus and I have to, you know, focus and recompose. And then I have to, um, I, I didn't have a flip screen, so I I could only go as high as my tippy toes because I couldn't yeah. raise it up and look and tap and focus and, and get a different angle on a whim.
0: Tell me this thing. I have, I I, I we're, we're bouncing around a lot, but you have, there's so many interesting things about you that I wanted to touch on. And one of them is yoga for photographers.
1: <laughs> yes. Very important. All right, <laughs> Especially t- this year. Well, talk about that
0: for me a little bit.
1: because yeah, so you, ha- you,
0: you have a website.
1: I have a website, yoga for photographers.com. And it is meant for all of us photographers that have the same ailments, you know, upper back, hips, feet, things shoulder, like that. My Knees. wife's shoulders messed up. Oh, yeah. Up. Her right shoulders, shoulder. all of that. Yeah. Um, and there are just certain things you could do before a gig, after a gig. I have, a, a, I guess, a class, of whatever it's called, a yoga class session on there. It's called the Post Wedding Hangover, and it's just had to reset your body afterwards, because it it hurts, especially this year, because we're not in wedding shape, having taken a whole year off, basically. So we're getting thrown back into it. And I I mean, I exercise, but it's just a different kind of stamina and different parts of your body are affected. So you're mostly
0: focusing on the physical piece. of of Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, no, there's no (laughs) oming.
0: Right. But it's really to, to keep yourself in physical shape. And to address those those areas that can be overworked and injured, really, over t- over time. Oh,
1: absolutely. And they will be. Uh, I do have something in there that's helpful for focus, though, when you do finally have to sit down and sit in front of your computer yeah. and yeah. Uh, and do the not not boring, but you know, less active. where it's like, oh, I can't run around with a camera. I gotta sit down.
0: Got to sit down and do this. Right. Right. Zone Which in. Can be a challenge. Uh, okay, and then th- this is this is what I'd like to end with. I, you're an explorer of light, a relatively new explorer of light. What did that feel like and what was that like when you, because lots of people know about the Explorer of Light program. Lots of, everybody knows about Canon and this program for these, these really, really a special group of photographers that, that people look up to. Now you have this platform. What was that like for you to discover that you were going to be an explorer of light?
1: Oh, you know, I'll tell you the story about how I did discover it. And first, before that story came the work. I mean, I had been building a relationship with Canon for years and years and years. And it, it's not like there's some checklist like, oh, you have to do this and you have to have this and right. you have done this and know about that. And it, there's no checklist. It's a moving target. And it's just about I, don't, I can't even tell you what it's about because there's no checklist. <laughs> anyway. <Right. laughs> but I, I thought we were close and it was coming time for like when they would have the new contracts and things like that. And, uh, my friend, Sal Sincata is a fellow explorer flight. And he texted me cause he was kind of in the running for that also. And he texted me, he goes, dude, we're in. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, I just got off the the phone call i just sat with canon and met them and they said i was the last of the three people that they let in we're in yay we we made it i'm like they didn't talk to me that's how you <laughs>
0: found out from sal
1: well he was playing me because he was like i was the last one they talked to we're in and you know they already talked to everybody and, and i'm to like to you. But, but they didn't talk to me yeah Oh uh, he got me. I, I kid you not. I was so upset. It was like four o'clock. I climbed right into bed. <laughs> like I'm going to bed.
0: But then he, um, he had to know, did he not know? Oh, he knew. He-
1: Cause he did have a meeting with them and he's like, is Vanessa in? And they're like, yeah. He's like, can okay. I mess with her? <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> and he's lucky we're good friends. Cause no Oh doubt. my God.
0: You have to be really good friends. You guys got to be tight. In order to go through something Mm -hmm. like that. But then they (laughs) did call you.
1: Yes, yes, of course. (laughs) But it's just, I have to say, it's the pinnacle of all that I've worked for, I remember looking at Dennis Reggie and Joe Busink and hearing somebody say at some point, oh, they're, they're explorers of light. And you know, you hear that and you're like, oh, what's that? Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, Mm -hmm. oh, so that's what I need to work for. That's, that's the thing I need to be. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what I thought. And I've always wanted to be one ever since I first heard about that.
0: (laughs) And you're shooting the R5 primarily.
1: I am shooting the R5. um, Although this little baby just ended up in my hands.
0: Oh, wow.
1: (laughs) I just got it yesterday. Haven't even turned it on. It's been sitting here and I haven't even had time to put a battery in it
0: yet. (laughs) That'll be interesting to hear how that goes too.
1: I I cannot wait.
0: Right. No doubt.
1: Yeah. The eye control focus that I can't, I can't. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I have heard tell of it. Um, Yep. Well, let's finish with this. I like to finish with this a lot of times, um, especially with, with people that have, it that have it, they've been in the industry for a while. You're, you're really achieving some really big goals. Um, you're kind of, um, I don't know, as an explorer of light, now you have this big platform. Like I was talking about what, what sort of advice do you have? Cause it's way different now than it was 20 years ago. It's way different now than it was 10 years ago. Oh, what yeah. sort of advice do you have for people that are relatively new in the last few years or that are just coming in now to this industry that seems to be ever-changing right what what sort of thing comes to your mind at the forefront um to to, to just kind of encourage them or give them advice moving forward
1: you know And this will go for any industry, but it's just about the work and the continual push forward. You know, as long as you keep innovating, you keep working, you're going to achieve something. I don't know what it exactly is, but you're not going to go backwards because you've you've willed yourself and done the work to go forward. Um, And then just don't be discouraged because it doesn't matter what industry you're in, everything's always changing. I was once in New York City at the Comedy Cellar and upstairs there's this restaurant, and the comedians tend to like go in there, hang out, you know, between sets and things like that. And I was sitting in the back of the bar there, next to the table where they always come hang out. And Chris Rock just walks in, and goes to sit. He wasn't performing, but like they just hang out. And I am listening to him, and I'm I don't know. I hope he doesn't like <laughs> sue me for something for this. But I'm listening to him talk about like yeah, all these young kids, they're coming in, they just like. Do an HBO special, then go on tour, and they—they they have mm. no idea what this industry is like and the work that you have to put into it and all like. And I'm listening to him, and I'm like, oh my gosh, that is literally the same thing I hear about people in the photo industry. Like the new kids come in, and they just you know Photoshop it. They don't get it right in camera, and then they get they just run a business and they feel like, what the heck? Like, like, and then they're doing workshops. Getting, yeah, yeah, exactly, uh, and it's the same thing over and over and over again. Uh,
0: yeah, but yeah. it's but it's. So. I I think that I get that piece on on one hand, and then on the other hand, we we heard that twenty years ago too, and I re- I even remember hearing these people shooting digitally and they're not using film anymore and w- w- they're going to be really sorry when this, when this digital fad goes away and they don't know how oh, to shoot goodness. film anymore. Honestly, like, so, so it's like, Oh, it's, I
1: remember I started on film.
0: <laughs> right. Right. That's what I mean. Like, I know you get it. It's, but it's, that is kind of like always there. Right. And so I feel like it, it is important to encourage people not to be, not to get discouraged over, over, over that, or over any sort of mindset coming from, from anyone top down. Um, because I I love, I love your advice. Like do, do the work and, and keep Mm -hmm. at it, um, because you will accomplish something and maybe, maybe you'll accomplish amazing things. Um, but I, I, I really like, I really like that advice and I like that story too.
1: It was oh, fun. Man. I almost had to like, I almost wanted to walk up to him and be like, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know what you're saying, Chris. Uh, well, Vanessa, <laughs> thank Rock. you for your time. <laughs> thank you for this conversation. Yeah. And I, I appreciate you uh, making the effort to join me today. And
1: Absolutely.
0: Uh, again, congratulations on your Explorer of Light, uh, well-deserved. I've, I've known of you and I've seen your work for a very long time and I think it's great. And I wish you the best.
1: I appreciate that. Thank you for doing this. Have a good one. You too.